The Jen Rufo Show. Jen Rufo, and I'm bringing you another WAP, a wet ass podcast. Let's get into it. So many of you know, I moved to LA from New York City about 11 months ago. Wow, it's almost been a year. Okay. So over the past few months, I've had a number of people DM me or text me or leave comments on my posts about me looking so different physically. And I've been getting praise for like reinventing myself here in LA. Okay, so yes, I got a nose job and I got a boob job. So aesthetically, I do look a little different. But the whole reinventing myself thing, I I don't really see it that way. You see, I believe in growth 100%. I mean, we definitely evolve as humans over time. But this has always been me. You know, I've always been against societal norms. I've always been promiscuous or slutty, so to speak. The only difference is now I'm choosing to shine a light on that part of who I am, uh, that part of my life. I'm being vocal about it. And it's for a couple of reasons. Firstly, my podcast is about sex and wellness. The whole reason I started this podcast about two years ago was to normalize taboo topics in hopes of inspiring people to live their truth, whatever that means to them. Secondly, there is still some shame and uncomfortability around the topic of sex. So there's that. And lastly, another reason is because sexuality is a huge part of being human. And based on your messages and comments, I'm realizing that many people want to explore different things but aren't exposed to it or don't know where to start. So I think it's just important to stay connected and to learn from each other. Speaking of learning from each other, today I speak to Cara Maria Cerbello from MTV's The Challenge, formerly known as the Real World Road Rules Challenge. And I'm super excited for this episode based on the feedback from last episode with Polly because Polly and Cara are a couple in a successful open relationship. So this is a very unique situation in which you get to hear from both partners' point of view, back to back. And there's a part where we all talk together. It's unfiltered, it's real, and it shines a light on a healthy, open relationship, how they feel individually, and how they work together to keep their relationship healthy and working for them. They talk about how they navigate inviting other people into their sex life, Speaking of, uh, just a few things on the horizon for next episode. I had a five-person orgy on my trip to New York City, and my boyfriend was involved, which was interesting. So it was interesting seeing him be physically, sexually active with another girl right in front of me. So we'll talk about that next time. Uh, I've been challenging myself to you know, let him be physically free, but I'll talk about the terms of our relationship and where we currently are and how we're navigating uh, this relationship in a healthy way. I'll, I'll also dive into how therapy is basically saving my relationship and really it's really great guys um i highly highly recommend therapy for anyone especially couples the therapist gives us the tools so that we can navigate healthy conflict resolution on our own again next week i'll dive more into that and also next week i'll dive into what really goes down at a sex party so stay tuned for that for now you can go to my OnlyFans to see pictures. 
you can just click the link in my bio on my Instagram page at Jen Rufo, J-E-N-R-U-F as in Frank O. And without further ado, here's season four, episode two with Cara Maria Sorbello. So where are you from originally? Uh, I was in, born in Massachusetts. Oh, East Coaster too. I lived in LA for three years. I lived, I mean, and then I moved to Montana, so I'm kind of all over the place. And before all of this reality TV stuff, what did you do? Or did I, you just do it like right out of high school? Just as soon as I graduated college from on the East Coast, I moved to LA just because I knew everybody was going to be doing the same thing that they've been doing within... What do you say? What are you doing? I said barstool. Oh, barstool. I did, like, back when I was on the East Coast, I was like, you know, I was bartending. I was a shot girl. I mean, I was doing everything at, like, the different bars and clubs in Boston. And then I did, like, I was involved with barstool sports back when they were, like, for printouts. So I did, like, bikini contest barstool. Amazing. <laughs> I, did, like, I did all kinds of stuff. And then it was crazy to see how it's blown up into what it is. Yeah. But um, I did... Um, and then I moved straight to LA after college. And then just, just because I wanted to be somewhere so far away from where I was, this was like the complete opposite of where I was born, that I'm like, I'm just going to try it. Cause everybody just, nobody's going to change their lives. They're just going to do the same shit yeah. every day. So I'm just going to live somewhere else. Um, and I, I didn't really have a plan. I was like, I'll just bartend. I'll meet people. I just kind of wanted to live. Yeah. Like I didn't want to be an actress or anything. Like I did a couple like extra shit just because it was available. Right. Um, and then but I had auditions when I was in Boston for the challenge or for the real world. And then they, you know, passed me up a few times, but they kept calling me back. And then it was when I was in LA um, that they called me and they were like, they wanted me. They wanted you. Yeah. And you crushed it. Like you did 10 years with them, right? Yeah, they crushed me. <laughs> Good for you. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so you said that when you guys met like there was like an electric connection between you guys or like or something right away you just found him very attractive prior to that you mentioned that you had experienced some like toxic relationships so what do you think it was that made you realize like you that you were done with the toxic I I don't think there was anything I think I just ended up finding the right thing it's so crazy because growing up I can safely say and it's, and it's really sad to say this, but in every relationship I've ever been in, I have cheated. And it's because I've wanted, I wasn't fully happy. I always thought there was something better. There was something wrong. And, and it wasn't the healthy way to go about trying to separate myself from the relationship. But I feel like in every relationship I was in, I would try to leave, but the person would be like, no, like they would always try to like, try to hold me back to it. And I would stay out and then I would cheat and then I'd feel guilty and then I'd stay because I felt guilty, but it was just worse because I really didn't want to be in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the, the last long, long relationship I was in was just like a psychopathic roller coaster. Like it was just, you know, it was just, it was insanity. Um, the, the highs were really good. Mm-hmm. Like there was some beautiful pieces to this person, but like the lows with us, it was just like, oil and water like we were just two totally yeah it was yeah and so and and we had originally started that relationship I was in like an uh kind of an S&M thing before that Mm. um and then I met this guy and then I was like oh okay well then you know I'll peace out on the the S&M guy which he he was like the nicest human in the whole world believe it or not um and he's 
and so I almost, I wouldn't say I cheated because we weren't really in a relationship, but it felt like we were almost best friends. Mm-hmm. And then I went and did that. And then I, I don't know, my brain was everywhere. Um, and then me and the other, this long-term roller coaster relationship, there was, you know, lots and lots of threesomes. I mean, I went and went, I mean, there was a lot of things that happened, but I, I don't know if it's, you know, he got the rules twisted and then he would, you know, there was one incident where like he started before I even got home with this other girl and they were already done. And I'm like, excuse me, that's not what we, yeah, this, no. this is together. You right. know what I mean? And, you know, and then there was various other incidences, you know, that were just not okay. And there's just a lot of not okay. Wow. So anyway, so when I ended up with Polly, I was like, I'm not going to be in another relationship. Like it was just, it was just, I was telling myself I was not going to end up in a relationship, but there was such a pull to him. I can't explain it. Yeah. Like the way I was drawn to him. Um, and then like, he literally is my best friend. And I can safely say after all this time of being with him, he's the only man that I've ever, ever, ever been with that I literally don't even notice any other guys. Like I don't, I, you know, every other relationship I've been in, I, I don't know if I was just looking for a way out, mm-hmm. but I was always like, oh, like I'm gonna go feel like hot, I'm gonna go and get like attention, and it's like, seriously. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. This is your, this is your one. But then with Polly, I don't know if he just like fulfills all of my needs, <laughs> um, but I just feel like that, that's my best friend, and I'm just so like at. I've never in this. I've never ever ever been in a relationship where I've been so content mm-hmm. that I'm not seeking to ruin it or be with someone else or get attention from somewhere else. And I know that like sexually, if there's anything that I want, he will deliver. If there's anything he wants, he knows I'm open. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, that's I beautiful. I love that, that you person. found that. That's really cool. Um, so when you guys do have threesomes and even in your past relationships, like, do you enjoy it? Do you also find girls attractive? Like yes. what's your headspace on that? So before he, before he met me, I mean, I went through a period where like, I was, I don't know if I was just rebelling, but I was just mostly girls. I mean, I had a threesome with two girls. Like it was just very like a girl thing for me. Um, I like when I am with girls, there's only been one incident where I let another girl like kind of um, dom over me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always like, I feel like I feel like the strong assertive one when I have a woman. And I think women are absolutely just beautiful. And I'd rather look at a naked woman's body than a naked man's unless it's fine because his body is fucking gorgeous. <laughs> um, but um, when we're all together, it's, you know, like Polly is, the boss <laughs> you know what I mean like, yeah. and I'm, I'm excited it's just it's exciting in every way has there ever been an experience she gets a little competitive on the <laughs> well yeah, that's the thing I would too like <clears throat> has there ever okay. been an experience where you know like you get competitive with the other girl in the situation yes. or like insecure like wh- like whatever no, I will never get insecure um because we know what we're in for you know what I mean? And I feel like there's such a good connection uh, between me and Paul and we're so open with each other that there's never, I'm never insecure because he always makes me know that I am the one that how, he how, loves. How? Well, I mean, just in general, like he's always, you know. Like in day to day. Like in day to day. In communication and yes. what he says and how he acts towards you. Yeah. But I'm saying like in that moment. <laughs> yeah. 
when all three of you are there are there ways that he like makes you know that you're like still the one or is it just kind of like whatever like you're in this experience and like whatever happens happens kind of thing I feel like he's just very even though he's dominant in control it's still I don't know how to explain it but like I know that my needs like he's catering to me to make sure like I'm good in everything that's happening so even though he's leading the way like he's also seeing how i'm at the same time it's like you can't really explain the connection yeah i think she's trying not to give away too many details so the, <laughs> so basically um let's jump in there right? right, i'll just i'll just jump in so one way uh to do it is the person coming in they need to know that they are bottom of the totem pole yeah. like the entire time whether it's verbally or like physically with what's going on. So how right? they, they in no way can like assert and dominate. Yeah, they can't. They can't. They can't uh, assert themselves. Like they can't like try and like put you know climb on top of me. Like climb on top of her. Right. It's like what do you think you're doing? So you're in control, control and you're in control. You're exactly. Both in if, if it's just me. And There's her, a hierarchy. I'm in control. And then mm -hmm. when he comes in and decides what he wants, he's in control. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. You know, and another one of those things like you know when it comes to her uh no eye contact on that one with the eye contact is here <laughs> the third it's, with yeah. the third the, the eye, eye contact, contact is here the connection is here That's like i'm not yeah like i don't even um God, bad. um in a in a way like the, like kissing to me it's too intimate yeah it's so very like, intimate she won't be kissed right so she'll be kissed so that. she is literally just there to uses a sex doll i don't fucking I mean, yeah, and the way to put it's the the, physical, the way to you're put using it. her physical body there's no motion it's yeah. just you're we're appreciating her body yes together appreciating yes. is a better word yeah Not we're using. yeah we're we're appreciating yes we're experiencing this moment together but she knows she knows that she's my queen yeah. you know what i mean and that's that's how that's how we do it so i love that and i think that's gonna help clear a lot of things up for a lot of people who even might be doing this already. <laughs> I think the kissing thing too is really big with me. Yeah. So I yes. like that a lot. Yes. Uh, we'll have we'll have our intimate uh, moments. So there'll be there'll be those things. Sometimes slow it down, get a little bit of passionate slow stroke in there. <laughs> a little passionate slow stroke Thanks. while the other person's still tied Thanks, up and on the again. ground. And so, <laughs> and so how do you not get insecure? Because I feel like a lot of people, myself included, like, you know, like if a girl comes in with like big boobs and you know your guy likes that, like what, how do you not get insecure about that? Because I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, I know, I think it's just because of who the, who the I'm person with. is. Yeah, yeah. Like I just know our connection so well that there's nothing to be insecure about. Like we're there to like all in, enjoy each other in the moment. And like, I'm not worried that he's going to call her up and try to like bang her on the side. Right. Like, I just don't like, I just know him and I know how he feels about me. Yeah. So, I mean, we could have, I mean, we could literally have the most beautiful woman in the entire world, you know, with the biggest butt and the biggest boobs and the whatever, whatever yeah. these girls look like. Yeah. And like, I still know the way that he looks at me and the way he treats me and the way he touches me that I am his girl. Yeah. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's the emotional thing. Yeah. So, it's, and, and it's a little bit, to me, I'm competitive. So I know we've done the challenge, but like I'm competitive also in what we're doing. So if she. <laughs> so yeah, give me an example of something that like in the bedroom in a threesome where you've been competitive. And, and not to mention, like, I am happy to have someone to like tap out. I'm like, all right, I can take it. <laughs> Please give me a break. And then I can watch it and that turns me on. <laughs> and then the, it's the, um, the fact that I, I know I'm really good 
at these locations. <laughs> right. Um, and the fact that, like, you know, I know when the other go, you know, it takes time to learn somebody. So the first time you ain't really going to know, I know this bill. Yeah. Okay. So, she knows her way around this. So, like, I know, like, when she's going, it's all right and everything. And then it's like, all right, let me show you how stuff. Right. So, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. You know, so I I'm get just, it. I get it. Cause I too am very competitive. Yeah. I get it. If, if I am, yeah. So, we're very, very, very open with each other. So like I said, in the confines of it's it's always us together, but if there ever was that conversation, like if I was ever feeling some type of way or if he was feeling some type of way, like we communicate, we haven't had to, but like that's something we would communicate with each other because ultimately he's my best friend. Um, and I, I trust him and I, you know, we're always on the same page, especially with sex department. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know if anything ever came out, like he wanted to try or he was feeling some type of way or he wanted to do, like I, this is my best friend at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. I feel like we're always, I've never felt this way about anybody. I feel like we're always going to be together. And then I feel keeping us being able to have the passion that we want and, and take care of all of our needs and being on the same page, like we'll, we'll always work it out. Yeah. So I'm not worried about it. I love that. When I researched you guys, like the, the first thing that popped up was like, get a rocky start, like a tumultuous. So like what, what happened? So shit. I mean, just to give a little context and to clarify some things, Kara and Polly met on MTV's The Challenge. They were both cast and they were both competitors. When they met, sparks were flying. They hit it off right away. At the time that they met, Polly had a girlfriend who was also in the reality TV world. She was a contestant on The Bachelor. So there was some drama surrounding this because even though Polly hadn't seen his girlfriend in months, he still technically cheated. They are about to explain what went down and things you definitely don't know. Basically, we had gotten together <clears throat> and we went through that, um, that whole starting point um, on the first show that we did together. Um, the girl I was dating and my... Um, my PR person at the time we shared a PR person was really pushing hard for me to just kind of do the whole, um, was that guy from uh, the Bravo show, uh, Jax or whatever. Oh, I don't know. Jax, when he had like the cheating scandal and he like, you know, did the apology and then mm. she took him back and it was like, what a strong, powerful, forgiving woman and everything like that. And mm. I was like, I was like, that would be great. And that would be the great PR spin. I said, but I don't want to go back to this. Yeah. And, you know, their other stipulation was, you know, you can't do these shows anymore. And I was like, I'm going to keep doing these shows. And they're like, well, are you going to hook up with her again? And I was like, most likely, yes. <laughs> you know, they're like, well, I mean, like the way they talked about it was like very not nice. And I don't want to, you know, bring it up again right. and all that stuff in that sense. But they said they will destroy you. <clears throat> but they said they would destroy me. That's so they basically, up. you know, said to me, like, how dare you leave America's sweetheart for like this MTV whore. Um, wow. yeah. And then, um, yeah. and then, you know, but her and I, we, um, you know, we didn't even really know what we were. So we were kind of keeping it open. She well, had just gotten out of a bad relationship and then some other dude just used her and like, you know, emotionally fucked with her and physically fucked with her, like on the show that I we did. I was coming out of a real bad place. So not only that was the fact, yeah. like I was sucked <clears throat> into reality TV for, I was doing reality TV like through my entire twenties. Mm. And so I met him and I was so not in touch with real reality that like to me, everything was reality show. Um, 
And when I met him, I I just gone through so reality, you know, MTV whore, they love to call me, but in mm-hmm. you know, 13 seasons of the challenge, I've had two long-term boyfriends, him being one of them, but the other like, one being five years. Yeah. And then uh, a, a rebound that was the mess. But, like in the whole slut whore thing to me, it's like whatever, like if you want to be a slut, be a slut. Who even cares? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's just I'm, stupid. Still, I'm still saying I'm like, don't look at me. I'm but like, they're looking at you saying that. Meanwhile, you have these long-term relationships. My entire career is like a long-term relationship. It's so funny. But um when I met him, like I said, I was in such like a I was, I was so messed up from like the long-term relationship which was not good that I was constantly trying to get out of that, you know, I, you know, it was just a very bad, very toxic between the two of us. Um, and then a rebound that was also toxic. And then I ended up with like, Polly. That toxic D, you're like me. <laughs> God, you know, and then I ended up with Polly and, you know, he came in, the thing that really sparked me about him was he came in with this, you know, a lot of people like to talk the talk on the challenge and they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to come in. I'm going to, I'm going to send all these people home. I'm going to be this and that. And like, he actually came in and like, he did not, he did not follow suit. Like a lot of people come in and they lick the boots of certain vets. You know what I mean? And he came in and he actually didn't, he stood his ground. He defended me when I was getting treated like crap. Um, he, he rocked the boat 10 waves from Sunday, like physically and mentally with how he played people in the game. And he was a force. And the problem was, is when he came in as a force, he, he people didn't want to see that. So they the easiest way is, you know, let's try to get him to not come back on the challenge because if he's not going to fall in line, which most rookies, idiots, they show up and instead of banding together or trying to like turn the tides, they just they just wait to be picked off. Mm. And they try to like follow like, oh, maybe this, maybe the, you know, if I last a little longer, come back. And like Polly didn't give a, like when he, he literally didn't give up, he just came in and I was like, this guy, you know, is something I've never seen before. Um, and his Scorpio, <laughs> like he just, there was something like so sexual about him that pulled me in immediately. I love that. Um, and so, but, but I was also in a messed up state of mind and I was also, you know, like, oh, you're in a relationship, right? Then, then let's just try to make this guy jealous. Like, just, just, you, you know, like, let's, like, I was such a child. And then, um, you know, afterwards I was, uh, like I, I would tell him, I'd be like, oh, you know, like you're the only person I want to see, but like, we're not, we're, we're not really together, but like, we're together, but I like you, but like, so I kept like pulling him in and pushing him away. And then I'd go and, you know, I did like an event in Florida and I'm like being wild with, like, I did a game of clones, which was like a dating show. And I'm like, oh but I really like you, you know, like I do the dating show, like, but I really like you. And I, but I don't want to be with you really. Like, I didn't know what I wanted. I was so messed up. Was it just um, like, by out of fear maybe, or? It, yeah, it was like, I didn't want to be in another relationship because mm-hmm. I've been in one for so long. Yeah. And you know, he was in New Jersey and I was in Montana and I was like, this isn't yeah. going to work. This isn't going to be a thing. And well, we just kind of kept in touch, but then simultaneously while that's yeah, all going on, I got the PR woman and my ex sitting there being like, do you see? No, they're like, do you see? Do you see? This is the one that you should be with. Not her, not her, not her. And I was just kind of like, I didn't look like and I was, you be <laughs> and I was like, um, and I, you know, and like, obviously, you know, I had broken this girl's heart. Right. And I felt awful about it. And, you know, in yeah. hindsight, what I should have just did was just a hard, like cut. Right. But instead I was getting pulled into like, you know, the conversations like, but we love each other, but this. And I wasn't and all like these the things, most, the most 
best choice over here in the other corner. She, she like, wasn't, but also, <laughs> also all the all the guys that you know, I had. I, I, have a, yeah. I have a way of making um, men insecure, especially if they're already insecure men, right? And there's a lot so of them. Confident. And there's a lot Not of- Not only with your sexuality, but even <clears throat> when you said like, just when he walked in the room and oh just like, God. just how he, his aura is just yes. like that of, he's very comfortable and just yeah. owns his shit. I've been through a lot in life where, you know, nothing is gonna throw me off. Nothing's gonna instill fear or make me feel awkward or insecure or anything. And everybody tries, right? Like everybody, oh, you know, uh, they say dumb shit, but the people, so the guys who, who I had literally just read for filth, they were in my ear. Um, they were in her ear, basically being like, he's using you for clout. And I'm sitting there he's being like- me, Because the guy before me used me for clout. Yeah, the guy, the guy before me, I had no idea. Yeah, the guy before exactly came in, yeah, was. had the game plan, you know, and then like, you know, like these guys then transitioned into like, oh, we're just trying to look out for her. And I would come out and be like, did you really? I'm like, I'm like, did you look out for her when, you know, she was getting abused, yeah. like emotionally and physically? Like, did you, were you there? No, I was the only one sticking up. So like, stop trying to put it under the guise that you're looking out for her and just call it what it is. You hate the fact that I tell you I'm going to send you home and yeah. then I do. And you're not afraid of conflict. And not that's something that I find yes. really yeah. attractive. <laughs> well, like, I don't know if you remember me in, in uh, college, but I always got thrown out of the bars for fighting, um, you know, people. And then when the bouncers were trying to throw me out, I would fight them too. But it <laughs> wasn't- a little too far. No, but, no, those days I was like, it was crazy, <laughs> wow. but I never started the fights. Right. I would be sitting at a bar and somebody would just think that I looked at their girlfriend the wrong way. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know what it was, but they would come up to me and be like, you looking at my girlfriend? I'd be like, no. And then it would just kind of be like, well, I saw you looking over. And like in New Jersey, you know how it is. Like the more you try to avoid a confrontation, a weak man and most men in New Jersey, I hate to say it, they're very weak, especially like in the past 15, 20 years, very weak. So as I would try to avoid a confrontation, they then thought that that meant that I was afraid or, you know, weak. So they wanted to get bigger and push the envelope yeah. more. And then, you know, and then I would just go. But, and, but over time you learn, you grow and you evolve. Exactly. Into, and you know how to like channel it. But and you I still think, got the energy. Yeah. I still and got the energy. It back, dialing it back. Dialing it back. I'm sorry. The guy, uh, the reason why they, these, this group of men were so okay with this other guy using me to whatever the fuck we went through um, is because he was beatable mm. and he followed in line. With yeah. Them. Yeah. Whereas they're trying to tell me that Polly's the one that's the bad one for me, but really they just don't want to compete against him in the game. Right. Exactly. And so I had them in my ear because he's not, well, he doesn't fall in line. And if they went against him in something physical, he probably would break them. So, I mean, I, and I'm sitting here with these people that I've done so many seasons with and I'm, in, and I'm listening to them and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, the last guy definitely used me and he, he screwed me over. So this guy's probably using me too. And it, it, it put me in a way it's like, where's my self-worth too at that point because i'm like am i not worthy of being loved is everybody in my life yeah. using me and so is this how they see me yeah. but i was listening to them because i had done a million seasons with them and he was the new guy mm-hmm. and then at the same time he was looking at the way i was being and acting and you know and then he had his people in his ear yeah and that was, was before a, we yeah. filmed our second so show together so that was the beginning but then what what the tumultual tumultuous um, aspect was, was we had filmed another complete season. And that's where on that season, we were like, hey, no more games. Like we're doing this, Mm -hmm. like, let's do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And we wrote it. 
the whole season, we dominated that season from a physical standpoint. Yeah. Like I had one seven dailies, she had one five wow. or something. Yeah, like what I'm saying. Yeah, like I think all of us combined, like ten out of the thirteen daily challenges, we had one yeah. between mm -hmm. us, right? So dominant performance. And then the season is done, and we're solidified. And that's when, and that's finally, when I remember you even looked at me and you were like, mm. you were like, you, like, I really was really letting myself fall for him finally after a whole summer together, like between seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember you looked at me and you're like, really? Like, you really like, like, you really like me? And I was like, yeah, like, yeah. I love this. And then, <laughs> and then, and then afterwards is a love letter. And yeah. Aww. Huge love letter. I wrote her. We were, in, we were um, on a trip in Disneyland we were together. On a trip in and, Disney. and then that's when my ex and former PR person decided to bring all stuff from yeah. months ago. They only dated back into the two months you did two months, but back two into months? the public life. Yeah. But it's like you got to put into perspective like, you know, you have all these people in her ear. All this information is coming out and, yeah. you know, my biggest thing is just kind of like, hey, you know, prior to this season like we didn't really know who we were. We solidified here. I haven't talked to this human in at least three to four months because we've been filming. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, let's just like, we know, like I knew what they were trying to do and then castmates jumped all over it and tried to hype it up, you know, and then like, you know, these same people that, um, and I still wasn't right from doing a million seasons in a row. And like, when this went down, I just, well, they, 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 they got in her ear, they manipulated her like crazy, yeah. but then it's like, you know, for me, it was just kind of like conversations got brought back up from months ago but the way they were trying to spin it in a way was like, oh, look, he's a psychopath. He's a sociopath. He's this. And I'm like, do we really know what the definition of these words are? Right. You know, and like, it was crazy because the, the challengers that were speaking on it was like, they're not perfect. They had cheated in their relationships. They had fucking crazy turmoil going on. Um, but once again, we were like a polarizing couple mm -hmm. and nobody can was able to penetrate us. And after seeing how dominant we were competing that season, mm -hmm it's a scary thing for people who like, when we go on these shows, all we think about is competing and we want to win and we want to dominate. We want to break records. These other people, when they go on these shows, they want TV time. Yeah. They want storylines. And when we're on there and we're making it to the end, nobody gets TV time and nobody gets storylines because we get it. Yeah. So it was Without just a whole lot of stuff, but, right. but that's the, that's the tumultuous start. And then you know, anything we did. I mean, I remember there was a point where we put out there that like we broke up, got back together, played a joke because the tabloids were literally writing every fucking thing about us. <laughs> so you just started playing. With we them. just wanted we to be left alone. We just <laughs> wanted to be left alone. I love it. And it's crazy. That's really funny. Well, both of you like really own who you are, even though like you're saying like you were going through all this stuff, like even through all that stuff where you were like in relationships that were toxic or whatever, like your social media presence, like who you are as a person, like you just you just have this like overall strong or I guess so so like it might feel that way but and it's that's not crazy because that that's when people started hating her yeah right so when she started well, speaking up for herself anymore. and she was no longer the victim and crying and when she had her backbone that's when everybody started being like I miss the well like the challengers it's like oh I miss the old car like and, I, and we're sitting there being like oh the one that you guys walked all over yeah you yeah. know it's like oh you know paulie's so bad for cars like why because i've made her realize her fucking self-worth to I stand up to that. you assholes that's really you know because that's how my family was like my sister is an absolute savage 
right? <laughs> she grew up in a house where she was shown her self-worth from a young age. Mm-hmm. And she knew that her brothers and father and everything had her back no matter what. To the point where even if we're out of bars, we don't even have to fight guys for it because she'll punch a guy in the face if he grabs, <laughs> if he grabs her ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know Angelina. No, that being from Jersey and being and knowing your self-worth and just being very direct and like not afraid of confrontation or conflict it you know when I first got to LA it actually created a lot of like it jolted the system they were just kind of like thrown off they were like wait what and when I did demand something from a guy like because I do know my worth it's like yeah take it or leave it like you're either gonna meet it or not like a lot of them were like wait what like what are you're you're telling me what it's just like they didn't get it I think LA dudes are weak I agree. That's just my, that's just my opinion. on it. I no, kind of, you're not wrong. I kind of feel like, I, and now my, like, this is just my experience. I kind of feel like LA dudes are like these dudes who are just extremely weak. And I don't want to say beta so individuals, <laughs> but they're kind of, they're kind of beta in a sense where it's like, um, you know, they like, if, if you got into a situation and a dude wanted to take your purse, these guys ain't fucking defending you. You know what I mean? <laughs> they like, they might be in the background with a cell phone camera. Yeah, they might be like, what? Oh, I'm, you, I'm gonna post this on my TikTok. <laughs> You're stealing my girlfriend's purse, what? And it's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and like that, I don't know. Like that's just how I view LA guys. Like they're like fuck boys in a sense because there's more uh, females here than like, you know, straight dudes. So like they can be fuck boys, but they're actually like beta humans but they they think that they're alphas because they get to fuck a lot of hot chicks out mm-hmm. here that's really interesting you know I mean? it's an interesting perspective i mean i know la guys have their own like struggles like in itself because a lot of the girls who come here like all come here for a reason they want to be a model or an actress or like whatever the case may be so a lot of men are like used sometimes for their connections for this for that so they yeah. do they have their own like kind of struggles but you're right I do think that a lot of them are very weak and don't um really know how to stand up for themselves or the people around them yeah so good point yeah well I mean they'll they'll complain about it on social media (laughs) be victims you know what I mean like I don't know I just I I've never believed in a victim uh mentality um I don't believe in participation trophies um, I don't believe in, uh, you know, letting somebody disrespect somebody that you care about without saying a damn word, you know what I mean? So like, and that's it. And like, I get it when I was younger, fuck yeah, I was way out of line. Like if, if somebody showed disrespect to like somebody that I cared about, it was like, that was it. We have to fight yeah. right now, you know? And now that I'm older, it's just kind of like, there's a way to stand your ground in a sense where it's like, hey, this is the last line that you're going to get Communicate it. before shit gets real. So either yeah. stop disrespecting me or my person that I you're, love. You're right. LA guys like don't stand up for the people that they're with as much as they should. Yeah. LA guys, listen up. <laughs> yeah. Instead, they'll turn around and yell at the girl. Just be like, how dare you put me in that situation? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, fuck, off. fuck off. If we're out somewhere, if a dude just rolled up and like grabbed your tits or like grabbed her tits or grabbed her ass, like he's getting punched right in the mouth. You know what I mean? You know, I can't, I can't sit there. And if a girl comes up and like fucking grabs her vagina, just very like, aggressive yeah, movie. like I can't sit there and be like, me. yeah. Um, but then girls that aren't even like, will be, like we're yeah. out. Like, we, it's, it's usually the, the it's usually the straight girls yeah. that fucking love it. Or I, I don't know, like maybe know. we give off like this aspect very, of like, like dominating somebody. Yeah. That it's they just, just very attractive. And I don't know. I think it's the confidence, like knowing who you are kind of thing. Maybe it is. Well, obviously the physical too but like it takes more appreciate time, it you know thank you for accepting my mustache my training <laughs> camp mustache. 
mustache. So like for training camp, like we all shaved mustaches for mustache May. And then like, you know, she was like, I kind of like it. I'm like, I kind of like it too. I was like, I kind of feel like a porn star. I, kinda, I, like, I was like, I think I'm going to keep this. Do like 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 you want it. a mustache ride? Do <laughs> you want to sit on this sweet mustache? Oh my goodness. How long have you had your OnlyFans for? Me, it's probably going on shit, two years now. And so what do you say to people? Cause like, obviously as a guy who has an OnlyFans, I'm sure you get a lot of judgment. And I'm stuff. the reason why all the reality TV people have OnlyFans now. <clears throat> I never advertise it. it. I kill it. Wow. But um, when I first got an OnlyFans, everybody on reality TV was trashing me, making fun of me, just being like, yeah. oh, you're gonna fucking pay to see this guy, like whatever. And it's like, I'm probably one of the only reality TV guys that has a fucking good sized dick. Um, <laughs> they're just like yeah, you said, it's just like not well, being like, comfortable. None, none of the, the, but none of the other reality TV guys could really have an OnlyFans because they all got tiny dicks. <laughs> like it's just Haters. one of those things. But you know, and like I would just put it out there and I was just kind of like promoting everybody would be like, if you pay to see this shit, you're a fucking loser. And then that pr- helped promote me. And then literally a year later, everybody got an OnlyFans and I was like, no, thank you. Like, no, thank you. No. Yeah. Well, no, there's like, no, the three girls that gave me the hardest shit all the time all started in OnlyFans and were like, oh my God, we make so much money. I'm like, I don't shit. Get the fuck out of here. You should have fucking signed up under me instead of There's being a no hater. double standards either way. Like, people just need to get over it. Club anymore. Like, when you can just do it from home. Thank you. Like, I would, nobody touches you. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, no, the, the last story we told about our awkward erotica was um, the first night. No, not the, well, we told the first night, but we also told the night where I broke the glass and put it to your so throat. It was all connected. I was yeah. all connected. We need new stories, Ben. You want some new stories? Yeah. <laughs> we still got old stories we only told two on your awkward erotica i know but we need some new stories i feel bad I just don't have the time i feel bad for the guys with small dicks so it's kind of like similar to how girls have like small boobs but like i feel like they should hey, still do it anyway i love my small i boobs. love no, that's what i'm saying like they should do it anyway because i'm sure it's like some people we shouldn't say just because you have a small dick you can't have an only thing no, like there's some there's people like that I'm sure there's fetish. yeah exactly there's and you know there's so much stigma like surrounding putting sexual things on video but it, like if you think about it like we all watch porn everybody watches porn mm-hmm. or has seen porn and everyone exactly. has sex so like who cares and we've seen every episode here's, here, and every, exactly. like, but also here's my here's my mindset to it and this is what i tell anybody that signs up i'm like do you really give a fuck about being judged if you put 200k in the bank like that or like 300k in the bank like that and then you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah. while all these poor people I shame just, you for having an OnlyFans. I think we're in a you know generation mean? now that because we're all growing up in this generation that it isn't going to be a thing. <clears> like it's not a thing anymore because we're still coming from like you know the old-fashioned people like you said like traditional marriage is traditionalist. I think this generation is just so yeah. different now that like when we get older it's just nobody's yeah. going to think twice about it now. Yeah. And so before you brought up a, an incident <laughs> that you guys said is on your OnlyFans um, where there was a piece of glass involved. So like walk me through that your mindset of like do you and like so when it starts getting rough and when because I like being submissive yeah don't get me wrong I like being dominant too sometimes but I really like being submissive submissive to him to me it's not about what's happening physically it's about the emotional journey to get you there yeah okay so it's it's very um psychological so I really like it like 
when he takes things really, really slow and talks to me like what we're doing like in his, you know, dominant way and brings me to the point where like I'm begging for whatever he's doing mm -hmm. or like I just want to make him happy with whatever he's doing. Like, <laughs> you know, he's you have to get into my head first. Yeah before we can you know before the, the physical even means anything right so that yeah so through that communication and through like I'm sure you've found ways to build it up to like be able to play with different kinds of props and objects and stuff like that because you get each other and you've been doing it together yeah. for so otherwise long. sometimes I feel like dorky like if we're just if we just know we need to do like a quickie or whatever and I want to be sit like I'll walk into a room with lingerie I feel like a like a nerd because <laughs> I'm not a lingerie person <laughs> and so it's kind of like <laughs> and it's like I can't it's like I just can't be sexy so we have we have every it's not always like this like uh 50 shades of gray it's it's a little you know because we've been together for so long it's a little like we we get silly too yeah um yeah so it's actually I love it. she wants to know about the glass oh the glass well well, I think we kind of explained yeah. like through your communication through your trust like you by dominating like know her so well built it up to a point where you can do that and play it into your I mean I had him tricked at one point she also she I, also I knows that I've like throat. she also knows that I've done so I many different him. martial arts things that like I know what right. could potentially like hurt her or yeah. like how much pressure to put on something right if it was sharp yeah, so but yeah, yeah. I, I she, trust him. We don't do anything like, like, dirt, like he's had. She his, did have me think that I that I that she cut my throat. And that I, I cut his throat. Yeah. That was hilarious. I actually brought like fake blood into the bedroom. Like you know, those little blood tablets. I like had one like under the pillow, and like I had a knife in what? like in in. You took in my ice. knife. I took your knife. Yeah, and I made him think like that I, I cut him because I came up and, and I had like blood coming out. Yeah. Oh. And he was like, his face, I'll never forget. My he was like. God. <laughs> the, I, it was in cold Did you think water. you were dying? No, I I was like, because, you know, we had I, joked I, I about was, it because I, I was like, you know, like I had stories that I had told her where I was like, you know, I have. Told, yeah. I've, 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 done, <laughs> I've done some things where blood was involved. And so when she did it, I was like, does she know what the fuck she's doing? Did oh, she yeah. just cut my jugular? Yeah, like, he had like a, a little, I was like, a I was like, I was like, oh my God, she, did she go too deep? Does she know how deep is too deep? Like, like he didn't know what I was like sitting there, I was like, I was like, well, that's it. Well, because I had to also told her a story that somebody that I was with also didn't really know how to use wax. So like one time she dro dropped wax on me without like cooling off and like burnt oh, the skin so on my balls. Funny. And I was like, so I don't, you, that's why I never give control to anybody, <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, like very rarely will I, will I get to step up, but it's But when she does, she delivers. <laughs> oh, do. I'm sure she does. I make it an event. <laughs> I, I just no, did um, uh, a collaboration with this app called Lover, right? And like tying into what we're doing here, it's, for me, because I, I am very open about my sexuality and I, I post about it and I post, you know, I've talked about like self-love and sex toys and mm -hmm. stuff on my Instagram. And I get tons of people that are either curious to know more or want to know how to spice up their life and stuff like that. So I do want to say like, I, I got reached out to by this company lover and they fit right in because I've been going through, it's almost like having a sex therapist on your phone. So everything we're talking about, I'm like, I'm like, what can I possibly um, 
what can I possibly learn? Like, oh, I'm open with everything. I'm comfortable. Like I know myself and I'm only like five or four or five uh, chapters, not chapters in, I don't know how to explain it, but there's like three, five minute videos in like each little chapter thing. Yeah. Um, and whatever it is, whether you're worried about your performance or you're worried about um, you can't orgasm or, or whatever. For me, it was like, I'm, I'm pretty open. I don't have any problems, but I'm curious to know what you can teach me. What mm. more is there? What, what do you want to tell me? And right now I'm on the part where, um, like, I know we seek a lot of these other exciting things. Like when you first have somebody into your life, like it's, it's exciting cause it's new. And then you, you're with someone and it's like, that's your, you're comfortable again. So how do you make things uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Um, and they related something to like, when you're, when you're taking a shower, do you, you take a shower every day? Do you ever stop and, and think about how the water feels on your skin? Do you ever listen to the way, you know, the, the water's falling? Do you feel the water, the temperature? Like, are you, are you really in that moment? Are you just like shower, 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 la, 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 what's going on? Right. What do I have to eat? What do I got to mow the lawn? Right. And then you're out of the shower, right? Yeah. So the same thing, like when it comes to sex, like, so what it's been doing is giving me like different exercises, um, in terms of like, just feeling and being more present with your partner, like in the moment, like feel everything, like take away a sense if you can, like go blindfolded and just hear and feel and taste. And it's just telling you to like, it's almost like meditation through your senses as it steps you up through different levels of feeling and exploring more of your sexuality, which is really cool. I'm yeah, I really love that. I'm definitely like, I'm going to download it because I I feel like, especially with vibrators and stuff like that, like I know me personally, I've become very like desensitized to sex in general, like, like, and, or having it, like, I love the experience of sex, but sometimes like reaching a climax or like, is hard in the actual moment because I'm so used to like my vibrators or like whatever the case may be. So this seems like a way to like, bring it back to basics, like start to build up. Yeah that kind of pleasure again it's maybe. it's just like I'll, I'll show it to you after it's like maybe I'll we'll, I'll give you the hookup um so you can try it out too <laughs> but awesome. it definitely for what you do and what you talk about um I think it would really help uh open your your mind to even more I love that because like I feel like we know everything and we're comfortable with everything but it's really like taking me through things that I don't even think about yeah and how you can help other people too yeah so speaking, cause I know that like female pleasure is like huge right now, all these different yeah. um, brands and vibrator brands, dildos, all the things I saw you with a few yeah. on your page, by the way, I was going through your Instagram, like every single hair color looks good. Thank you. <laughs> like there's not one single hair color that looks bad. Thank you. I don't like, know what uh, color would it, I like, I think I like the blonde. Cause then I can, I can put a, a color in it if I want and let it wash out. Yeah. No, it's all very cool. Um, But yeah, so female pleasure is huge right now. Um, So like in your sexual encounters, whether it's like just with Polly or with other people, like, do you have a problem reaching climax? Is that like part of it? Or like, is that not it for you? Is it more the experience and like the competitive edge and the other stuff? I feel like he knows exactly how to make me like it's not like I'm ever worried about not having women with him right um I can say that I never did until I uh, you know I never knew how to I guess I could say well before him um 
until I used a vibrator, mm-hmm. you know? And then I, I was like, oh my God. I was like, that is what it, you know, everybody's like, yeah, I know, I know orgasm. I'm like, so did I. Like, I never <laughs> right. actually did until I used one. And then even my friend who had gotten married, I gave her like, I gave her one and I'm like, Hey, cause she's, she just got used to like never getting off yeah. just as part of it. And I'm like, no, no, no try this. And she did. And she's like, life has changed. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like once I learned how to do it with that, you know, I was able to heat. I mean, okay. So what's your secret, that? Polly? His penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's hard. <clears throat> mouth or, or penis. Either way. The, you the, just the have to, you have to understand um, where everything within the female uh, exists. You know what I mean? So that was something that I always had an interest in growing up. So like, I know that, um, you know, there's uh, two orgasms that women can have, like their internal penetration one, and then their clitoral. And only um, one one. out of five women can come just penetration alone. And and I like to um, do both. So, you know, I feel as though if you um, if you stimulate the clit, like whether it's through foreplay or like while you're fucking, uh, you know, whether you're using toys or whatnot, uh, you know, yes, having a certain size and shape and everything helps, but also, you know, knowing your angles, knowing your positions, like changing up the positions, you know, uh, being in tune with your partner, like knowing when she is about to climax, like that's not the time to change up your pace, right? you know, and that's the time that you also have to discipline your mind to like not come just because she's going wild. But right. So with respect to just sexual adventures in general, like it, it doesn't have like every sex, every time you have sex, you don't have to come. I don't think like it, it can be totally about, about the experience, the experience sometimes. even for guys. Like it doesn't always have to end in a climax. It could just be about the experience, but yeah. I think, females especially have a harder time reaching yes that because we need guys can just be like it's it's ready let's go bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Woo, it's done and like women and it's very important for men to know this is like yeah you just like like in the movies it's like throw the girl against the wall banger she got like it doesn't yeah. <laughs> I think it can't happen to- like that but i i think like for a lot of women um for many many women um they need a long warm-up like they need a lot of a lot of talk a lot of slow, a lot of kiss, a lot of touch. And I feel like um, sometimes that's lost when people are in long relationships. Like he takes care of me still, but it's like, if we're on the couch, you know, and he's just like, starts kissing me or he starts like slowly touching me and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that gets you in the right frame of mind for a woman to be able to, to be able to orgasm way easier than if it was like, bang, bang it out. Like real quick, hey, it's hard, let's go. You know what I mean? Right. Like you, you, a lot of women need that like slow buildup. And I think in relationships, like sometimes that's forgotten. Yeah, for sure. So then it's harder. And I think guys need to realize that there's nerves all over our bodies for a reason. Yeah. Like when it comes to women and everything, like you really need to explore like all the nerves that they have, like whether it's on their neck, their ears, you know, their lips, like you know, their, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like you know, yeah. I, I think they sometimes forget that you know the nipples can help like stimulate. Oh my like, god, right I'm down huge. There. Like, when, like I, mean? I have very sensitive nipples. <laughs> <laughs> She's the queen of sensitive nipples. <laughs> you too. We're gonna have to put you guys to the test. <laughs> Grab each other's nipples right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's competitive as fuck. I don't know if I want to go up against her. Oh god, I'm already like holding on. That's 
sensitive they are. Yeah. Mine I, heard you. Yeah. <laughs> mine heard you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if everybody's tingling right now. I'll, I'll exit the table. <laughs> On that note. On that note. No, that this was a really fun conversation. <laughs> Thank you guys. Anything else you want to share? Tell people where they can find you. Uh, link in bio. Enter the night house if you want more to see more of my photography. Um, and you know all the other fun stuff that goes on in the night house. Otherwise, um, Instagram is Cara Maria. Um, and then my photography Instagram is Cara Maria Photography. So I post the, the Instagram content there for my photography. Perfect. How interesting, huh? One thing I love about relationships is that we get to pick the terms that work for us and create a relationship that's unique to our wants and our needs. I hope you guys got something from that. If any of you want more insight into my private, not so private lifestyle, click the link in my bio on my Instagram to my fan page where I'll be showing some never before seen photos from my New York City orgy, my second sex party, and some everyday fun. Stay tuned for next week's episode. I'm going to dive into the details of the five-person orgy I had on my trip to New York City. I'll also dive into how therapy is literally saving my relationship and what really goes down at a sex party. Now, as we sign off, please join me in prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Wap. Let us pray for that O. Later, bitches.